As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's the Athletics Daily SEC Podcast. I'm John Hayes. Welcome to the show. And it's very nice to have the lead host of, of Football and Grits, David Ubbin, join me today because I need his help. And, and the reason why I need his help is because I felt, if any of you listened to last week's episode, I felt very, very good about Tennessee covering the number against Auburn and we're sitting here recording this on a Wednesday morning and quite frankly I'm still not over it Ten, uh, David was I on the right side can you at least make me feel better and tell me that I was on the right yeah side you were on the right side you were on the right side Tennessee should not have been a double digit underdog in that game uh you know the final score is what it is but Tennessee the double digit underdog outgained Auburn was less penalized, uh, moved the ball pretty much at will. But the thing about Tennessee is that they have this really nasty habit of doing things to lose games, like giving the other team touchdowns and missing kicks. And, uh, well, that's why they were a double-digit underdog. They were the right side, but the right side doesn't always win. Uh, as a uh, uh, legendary Bad Beats uh, feature this week uh on on uh, mr svp showed us the 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 right side and the wrong side gets a little muddy but tennessee was the right side they just didn't they didn't cash for uh for the well, and, and the reason why i wanted to make that point on the show is because i do believe when you're picking games against the spread sometimes you're on the right side but it just doesn't work out because yeah. of the number and i think tennessee's in that group but it takes it takes david a special program it takes a very very bad program to be very good at not only blowing leads, but blowing the cover as well. You hate <laughs> to see a team. You know You know what actually rings the bell as well, now that I'm thinking about this? One other game for Tennessee this year where I felt really good at halftime about the balls. 
That's every that game. You Georgia. Should, they got to just beat you know, people. Just got to bet the first half line on the Vols. That's the issue. The second That's half stuff now standing at well, the last five games, one hundred and eight to fourteen. Tennessee's getting outscored. Not many double digit underdogs uh, rack up a double digit lead and then still don't cover. That's hard to do, but they find a way. Well, welcome to Rivalry Week. We we've got a full board today. We've got four games for you. We've got Kentucky at Florida. Florida's a twenty three and a half point favorite at home in the swamp. The Iron Bowl. This is my favorite game in college football. Uh, you heard Josh and, and David talk about it earlier this week. I thought Josh Kendall made a great point about how you know if there's one game in the SEC where you do the cliche and 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 throw the record book out the window, it's it's this Iron Bowl game. But Alabama is a a, a huge favorite, bigger than Florida over Kentucky. A 24-and-a-half-point number there, Alabama at home in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Mississippi State at Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl here. Uh, this is this truly is a game that makes the SEC special. Like, this doesn't happen in other leagues. Uh, a rivalry game like Mississippi State and Ole Miss, two programs that, you know, historically haven't done much on the national stage, but within that state, this game is as big as it gets. Uh, Ole Miss, the Rebels are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. At home, and then the final game, David, we're going to pick today is LSU at A&M. LSU coming off a straight-up win at Arkansas. And, yes, I'm taking my medicine on the show again. I had Arkansas in that football game. I liked them straight up, and, and it was a close so uh, a close game. So I, I, I need a rebound week, David. Um, I felt good about the Arkansas pick last week. I felt good about the Tennessee pick last week. Sometimes it do- just doesn't play out the way um, you want it to in that fourth quarter so let's start in Gainesville the Gators a 23 and a half point favorite David this line opened at 21 points first and foremost do you think they've got the line right yes probably I don't know what's happened to Kentucky's defense the last few weeks but they have not been you know early in the season we're looking around the SEC we're saying the only people that can play defense are Georgia, Kentucky, and Arkansas. And it seems like Arkansas is the only one that sort of kept on playing great defense. Kentucky has gone by the wayside. Georgia has not been great. So I think the line is a is about right. Uh, I think it would have been a, I, I would have liked Kentucky a lot more a few weeks ago. I thought they could have maybe slowed them down. But um, even against this Florida defense, which is not great. Um, well, I'm not sure that, that Kentucky is going to be able to score enough. But I, I like the line. I think it's about right. For me, I mean, the reason why I don't like it, to be honest, is because Auburn at Alabama is 24 and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, if Auburn-Bama is 24 and a half, Kentucky-Florida should be 55. <laughs> I mean, I, like... Yeah, I, think those, it's, I think they just don't have a lot of faith in Florida's defense. That's fair. That's fair. And, and Florida is coming off of a game in which... Or it, it was sleepwalking, let's be honest. You play Vanderbilt, they mm-hmm. sleepwalk in the first half, and, and they end up getting the job done. But what about the other side of this game? D- D- Kentucky just lost by 50 points to Alabama. They put 60. up three points. Yeah. <laughs> 60. I, yeah, I mean, I think, it's, I, I think it's one of those deals where you look at the total picture. I think, you know, the, the sort of um, natural, you know, Joe Blow betting strategy is, well, what happened last week? And people get so entranced by what happened the previous week. And they don't look at the total picture, um, the situation, um, you know, the personnel, the weather even a lot of times. All those things factor in. 
And I think this is a game where, you know, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, I like Florida to cover here. I think there's a chance you have that 40, 50-point bomb, um, and they just blow them out of the water. But I think Kentucky can slow this game down. I think they can get some stops, limit the total number of possessions, which is going to make it tough to cover that big number. Um, and I think they can make it close, um, but I still, I still like Florida to get it done. You know, don't get you're not. Don't worry about it. You're not getting ahead of yourself. I'm sitting here. I'm waiting for you to tip your hand. I, I for for the last couple of minutes, I was I was convinced that you were going to take Kentucky, and I was going to tell you why you were crazy. Uh, <laughs> Florida minus twenty three and a half here is is in my mind an auto play. Florida is a team that could put up fifty points. And here's the key. Here's the key. I want to give you one reason why Florida for me in this situation is an auto play and it's because of the, of the other side the team on the other sideline and what what happened last week and it's not about the score it's not about how they looked it's about what happens the week after you play Alabama Alabama David and Nick Saban they suck the soul right out of your body if you're if you're Kentucky this week if you're if you're coach Stoops this week I think you have the most difficult preparation week of the year. You've got to get those kids back into the building during a holiday week after they just got their asses handed to them and convince them that they've got a chance when they go down to to Florida and play uh, maybe the Heisman favorite, maybe a team that's destined for the college football playoff, a team that's destined for the SEC championship. So for me, the fact that – and if you look at historical trends too, by the way, I don't have them offhand, but I promise you this is true. Um, Teams, the week after they play Alabama, they have a really hard time bouncing back. Mm -hmm. I just think Kentucky – they're really good at those nine-minute three-point drives, and that if if Kentucky covers this, it's going to be because they did that a couple times, and Florida just doesn't have the possessions. I think Florida gets there, but I don't like this as an auto play. I think Kentucky, Florida does not have the defense that's going to be able to not allow Kentucky to have those drives. It's three yards, six yards, four yards, seven yards. Uh, they just they do that to so many teams, and they slow the game down. Uh, I'd be nervous taking Florida in this ballgame. I will take them, but I'm nervous about it. Well, we're on the same side, so I'm feeling good about it. Don't be mm-hmm. nervous. We're feeling good. We're we're <laughs> we're on the same side. We like the Gators here, and I, I always want to give credit to Mark Stoops when I can. Um, he he does a really nice job. I, I love what he's done with that Kentucky program, but at the same time, Dan Mullen, he's got he's got something else cooking down there in Gainesville. I think Florida's got a real chance. We can get into this in a couple weeks. But, you know, the last two or three weeks of my life, I believe that Florida has a chance to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game because of that high-flying offense. But, but, but we will see. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's get on to the next game. Speaking of Alabama and the Crimson Tide, the number one team in the country in the first college football playoff rankings of the season. Uh, you heard that line a couple times so far, 24-and-a-half, Bama at home. You saw Auburn with your, your own two eyes last weekend. Uh, does Gus Malzahn have a chance to to hang in this football game? We're not talking about win. I think the number itself tells you Auburn's not winning this football game. But can they hang, David? I want to believe yes because I want to be entertained this weekend. <laughs> but I just don't. I just don't see it. I, I you know, you know, rivalry week, all those things. Uh, a tip of the cap to my guy, uh, my guy Dan Rubenstein, and and his love of throwing records out. I'm going to keep the records in this time. And I'm going to say Alabama is just too good. They're too good. Too too many points. I don't know what what Auburn can do well that really can stand out against Alabama. You know, we, we talked about, you know, I think Florida's going to have trouble, you know, getting off the field sometimes. I, and that can help them, you know, n- or have them struggle to cover that number against Kentucky. If Alabama doesn't cover this number, what's the reason? I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's maybe Seth Williams makes a bunch of catches, but that's not a sustainable offensive strategy when Alabama has 56 guys that can catch a ball and take it to the house. I just – too much offense, and uh, and Alabama's defense has looked a lot better. Uh, I think Alabama covers this without that much without that much difficulty. This feels like a 51-17 sort of situation. Bo Nix is a quarterback for for my money who is like two completely different players at home mm-hmm. and on the road. First and interception of his career at Jordan Hare last week. Unreal. I mean that he he he's a legacy player at Auburn. Mm-hmm. He's been going to that stadium his entire life and he's clearly very very comfortable there and clearly very very uncomfortable in um, SEC stadiums on the road, and there's nowhere worse to play as as a road quarterback than, than Bryant Denny Stadium. And being a true sophomore, Bo Nix, this is his first trip there, so he's as green as as it gets. And I, I truly think that you know, looking at this number, and I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised that it's only 24. I I I believe if. If Vegas made this line, I think they could make it 31. I could, I think they could add another touchdown to it if they wanted to. And I think that the reason they didn't is because it completely would tip their hand that Alabama is going to win this game by 30 points. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the, the score projection that you have is a good one. You know, I, I I think at most, what do you think Auburn can can put up in this football game? You think they can at most score? What what number would that be? Uh, if there's a Bama stinker in there, I could see them getting to 27. But in that case, can Alabama just score 60 if they need to? Yes. Like I, that's the thing. I I, I think Bama is gonna. It's not quite a name your number game, but it is sort of a 
you know, rev the engine when you need to sort of game. And I don't think that that, that Alabama's going to let them get close. I think, you know, this defense has had some rough outings. You know, that Ole Miss game is the one that stands out, of course. But they've gotten better. And even if they don't play well, this offense, even without Waddle, they just have too much firepower. And they're going to score whatever they need to score. Sometimes I like to to potentially give advice in this way, David. Like, Auburn is a non-starter. Like, if you take the 24.5 points, like, that's on you. I'm not doing it. Okay? Only take Alabama in this game. Or I I think one of the the really nice things to do would be to kick your feet up, take the money that you won on Florida minus 23.5, and just watch the Iron Bowl. Enjoy it. It's a no play. Sit around, have a good day, and and just enjoy the Iron Bowl at at a no play. But if you you feel like you want to – uh, have some action on this number. I, I think taking Alabama is, is the right side here. So is that two for two, David? We're on the same side, two for two? I think so. I think if I had any advice to people, it's that Alabama first half. Avoid the okay. back door. Avoid the back door. If if, if Auburn covers, it's going to be through the back door. Love it. First half. That's why I got to listen. That's why I got to listen to the Friday edition of Football and Grits. There's a lot of action out there. It's not just full game. Uh, early in the season, you heard um, second half Stu Mandel on the show. Um, he's a he's a second half action aficionado, and <laughs> and 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 if if there is a situation in this football game where it is, you know, at halftime, Bama fourteen, Auburn seven. Take a quick peek at that second half line. You might want to hop mm-hmm. on the tide and 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 ride them in the second half as they as they put up a bunch of points and Auburn stays there around seven or ten points. Uh, we've got we've got two more games left on the slate uh, to pick. Uh, this next game, the Egg Bowl, is how would you do? You, okay, here's here's my first question about the Egg Bowl. If if you were in your backyard, David, and a UFO landed, and an alien walked out of the spaceship and said, "What the hell is the Egg Bowl?" How would you explain it? Well, I would first explain that it does not involve really eggs or a bowl. Let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. In so many states, there's the big brother and there's the little brother. And that, it, it's kind of annoying, I think, because they always just bicker. Uh, you know, you see that in Michigan, you see that in Alabama, uh, you see that all over the place. The Egg Bowl feels like equal footing, like just absolute hate uh, and both sides. Uh, not a lot of um, just total bragging rights where you can sort of shrug off. The other guy. I mean, that's the thing is like in so many of these big states, the big brother likes to pretend, oh, you know, like Oklahoma, for example. There's a lot of hate in Bedlam, but Oklahoma likes to say, well, we only care about Texas. We don't even care. We beat you guys, you know, 82 times out of the last hundred, whatever it is. But this rivalry is not that. These, These two teams hate each other. They're not afraid to talk about how much they hate each other. And then they show it on the field. Um, I don't know that we're going to see um, a, a repeat of last week's legendary urination. One of the great, <laughs> one of one of the great faux urination moments in human history. One that we're still feeling the butterfly effect of today. Um, you know, a stream can change a lot, and and here we are a year later. Two new coaches, uh, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, Mississippi on the short list of the most entertaining states in college football. Um, so if I had to explain the Egg Bowl to your original question, 
it's sort of more a bowl of of equally divvied out hate and uh, a true desire to embarrass the other one more than anything about eggs or bowls. A bowl of hate that that we're going to devour. It's yes, it's a game absolutely. that college football fans love, and we're going to sit down, take out a spoon on Thanksgiving weekend, and, and enjoy it. The number's nine and a half points. Ole Miss is is a favorite at home here. Um, all home favorites on the board today. No home dogs. That pains me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here we are. Uh, the Ole Miss Rebels, a nine and a half point favorite. Do you like the number? How do you see this game playing out? Ole Miss is tough because. They're they're kind of all over the place. Mississippi State the same. I, I Ole Miss's defense is what concerns you here. That is this the game? You know, we saw Mississippi State do some things against Georgia. Is this a game where Mississippi State can put thirty on the board again? Can it look a little bit like that LSU game? I think so. Um, I just think you know strategically or or um, or schematically, Ole Miss is going to have some problems slowing down Mississippi State. I think they probably got something for this ball game. I, this is one of those where it's tough because I could see Ole Miss, you know, winning this ball game fifty-five to twenty-four, something like that. I could see that happening. But I think Mississippi State scores enough that this looks more like a more like a forty-two thirty-eight sort of game. Um, and I, I think I think Ole Miss wins, but I, I like Mississippi State to cover. You know, I think you might have convinced me there. I, I this one for me was just like a total toss up. Uh, the the one thing I can definitively say is that I like Ole Miss's offense. Other yeah. than that, like I have no clue what to expect out of anything in this football game. Uh, you'd like to think that in in year one for Mike Leach at Mississippi State, coming off of of an uptick in performance against Georgia. Yep, another one that I got wrong last week. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Can you tell? Like. I ex- how in the world Mississippi State didn't score any points all season, and then they go to Athens, Georgia, and I they know. score points. I oh, Kirby Smart, what are you doing, man? That was like the <laughs> easiest, easiest game to scheme for of the season. It must have just been something else going on in Athens last week. I don't know, but for some somehow reason, they've regressed the injuries and random regression. Georgia's defense. This looked like a generational defense to start the season. They're not. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they're more in line with the rest of the SEC at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Mississippi State has a has a positive performance. It's not a moral victory. We don't talk about those on the show. Uh, but I, th- I think I'm with you here. Like, if, if there's a game, right, uh, of this rivalry weekend where you say, you know, because of the historical rivalry, uh, th- it's going to be close, even though Lane Kiffin is my favorite play caller in the SEC, he's got a guy on the other sideline this week that love him or hate him, he he can draw up an offense as well and come up with a game plan. So mm-hmm. so maybe Mike Leach does that. I hate to I hate to back Mike Mike Leach. I do makes me feel a little dirty. Uh, he's he's <laughs> not been my favorite head coach in the league this year, that's for sure. Uh, but why not, David? Let's let's agree on this one too. I think State I, plus I nine and a half for the services of the show. I like the nine and a half. I don't think I'd put money on that because you look at it. If you lose this, you're saying, "Well, of course, of course, Ole Miss just put 55 on the board. What we're gonna, what we're gonna." But if you, I don't think they cover about it. But if if you're gonna see a situation like last week, Georgia Mississippi State, if you lose, you should be saying, "What the heck? How did that lose?" I think Mississippi State covers this, but the road to Ole Miss covering is 
a simple one. I sort of this is sort of a fade the public type of bet here, and I think uh, I like Mississippi State for the services of the show. I would not put any of my hard-earned money on the Bulldogs this week. Well, let's just step step it up a notch and and um, <laughs> you know forget about uh, you know lifting the leg and 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 taking a a piss in the in the end zone this year. Why don't we just drop the pants and and go number two? <laughs> you know, let's take this rivalry up a level, David, and, and we'll see what happens. Listen, Randy Moss already tried that, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't need the egg bowl. We needed uh, they needed they need a good name for the Packers Vikings rivalry. But I like it. It'd be great, but it would it would not be unprecedented, uh, unfortunately. Um, but I do. Uh, you've got the ball, which you know certainly has some similar properties. <laughs> I, I like the idea if we're going to really go all in on the egg bowl. And I think if you if you get called out, you could say, no, 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 no. I was laying an egg in honor of the rivalry. That was not what it looked like. Uh, I'm just saying you have a natural cover story. It all makes sense. It it certainly does, and thank you for that imagery. I mean, that that, that plays <laughs> plays very, very well on, on, the, on the Football and Grits Friday edition. Uh, Mississippi State plus nine and a half. We got a dog on the board, which is always good. Um, and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit DirecTV.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Final game. LSU coming off that win at Arkansas. Uh, A&M at home. Two-touchdown favorite. How do you see this game playing out? A&M ranked number five, I believe. Is that correct? In the yes. CFP rankings? Yes. Number five in the rankings, although... You know, that number five spot isn't isn't the best no. spot to be, um, but they're a two touchdown favorite at home. This this is a good game. This is a, a game that's now being played in its traditional spot on the calendar. A um, and M new to to the SEC clearly in the last decade or so, so a budding rivalry, but a game that I think is very good. I've had a complicated relationship with A and M this year because I felt like they were the second best team in the West coming into the season. I liked them a lot. I thought it was going to be. Something of a breakthrough year for Jimbo, and we've kind of seen that. But then I've been doubting them the last couple of weeks. I've been saying, ah, I've seen this. I've seen this before. But here's here's why I think A&M covers this number. They got to go style points, John. They have to beat mm. the heck out of teams. Because if they're going to try to get in the playoff, they're going to have to get in as an at-large, and they're going to have to to show the committee something. And I think those next few games, the games that they have left on their schedule – They've got this one. They've got Tennessee. Who's their other game? I should know this. Let me scroll through here very quickly. A&M, Auburn. they got at Auburn. They've got at Tennessee. And then they've got this game uh, at home. There's a lot of chance to, to rack up some style points. If you're beating those teams by 20, 30 points, that's that's something. And I think they know that. Now, I think you can get yourself in trouble if you try to you know eat the whole elephant with one big bite. But... I like A&M. I think A&M stacks it up. I think they're going to you know, not be okay winning by 10 points. I think they're going to keep revving the engine a little bit. I like A&M here. I'm going to regret this, but I, I like A&M, and that's because I think they know that they've got to win big because they're stuck in that spot where they've got to impress people. 
And they know that even if they do that, it might still not be enough, but you got to give it everything you got and, and put some scores up that make some people on the committee raise their eyebrows. All the time, David, we talk about uh, on this show that you know we're not going to sit here and break down the depth chart for you. We're not going to tell you why a wide receiver matched up with this corner is a reason why a team's going to win or lose. That's not what we're going for on, on this episode. And, and what you just said is exactly, I think, what type of angles we're looking for. We're looking for big picture analysis. We're, we're, we're talking about things off the field. We're considering motivation. And in college football, when you are ranked number five, when – you do have an uphill battle to get into that top four, and you know that you're probably not going to play in the SEC championship game. All you can do at this point, like you said, David, is look good. Look really, really good. Force the committee to consider exactly um, how you played these last three football games. And, and, I, and I love, man, I, I love the point that you made. And, and, and earlier in the podcast, too, you talked about um, – Joe Blow, the the amateur uh, gambler, looking at last week and saying, "Oh, LSU beat Arkansas. That that program's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they've got momentum happening right now." But you know, take take a little truth serum and and look at LSU's full body of work this year, and that win against Arkansas probably is going to end up being the outlier. And mm-hmm. if there's a year for A and M to lay the smackdown on LSU. It's this one, and I think that the number is really, really, really key here. Um, at fourteen, you go up to fourteen and a half. You go up to fifteen or seventeen, and I start to go. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I I would probably not prefer to do that, but at a, at a two touchdown straight up fourteen number, By I think half you're point. Ha- get it down yep. to thirteen and a half. Yeah, it, yep. <laughs> if you can get it down to thirteen and a half, great. But fourteen is fine. You know, I I think that being in a position to push is is in a much better position than at fourteen and a half or fifteen if you lose on mm-hmm. a two touchdown uh, game. So backdoor threat here, big time backdoor threat. But I like Aggies. I like the Aggies. That's four for four. We've got Florida, we've got Alabama, we've got Mississippi State, and we've got A&M this weekend. Uh, you know, I think that I've heard people, you know, say before, oh, you know, disagreeing on picks doesn't make for a good show. I don't care. What we're trying to do is get these <laughs> games right, all right? We're trying to get these games right, and the reason why we're trying to get these games right is because I, I'd like to think that we know what we're talking about, David, and especially you. Uh, you're the pro. You're the guy. That's why I wanted to have you on the show today. Uh, I've been looking forward to have you on, having you on all week. You've done such a great job on Football and Grits. Uh, throughout Appreciate the season, it. and I know I feel I feel good. I feel better. You know, when when I disagree with a guest picker, David, I feel bad going into the weekend. I go, man, I think <laughs> I might be on the wrong side. <laughs> the you one, know? the the Kentucky one is the one that makes me the most nervous. I must say, uh, I I think I'd go Florida. I'd put actual money on Florida, but man, Kentucky, those nine minute drives. <laughs> That's when you when you're doing that a couple times. The idea of Florida covering a 24 pointer is is serious. But I'm sticking with the Gators. That, you know that's one of those games too where in the first seven minutes you might know whether you've won yeah. or you lost based on <laughs> yep. how that game flow is happening. I never like to I never like to sit there and say if I lose this I know exactly how I'm going to lose it. And if you lose that <laughs> Kentucky one, you know exactly how you're going to lose it. <laughs> 
He's David Ubbin. He's the host of Football and Grits. You can follow him on Twitter, of course, at David Ubbin. Listen to the show. You're going to hear him all the time. You're going to hear him Monday wrapping up the weekend with, with Andy Staples. Hopefully he's talking about going 4-0 on the Friday edition of Football and Grits. <laughs> that, that's going to be best-case scenario. Um, I'm John Hayes. You can follow me as well, at John Hayes on Air. Subscribe, rate, review the show, leave us a five-star, or you can subscribe to The Athletic and listen to the show ad-free on theathletic.com slash grits. By the way, theathletic.com slash grits you know what today is it's black friday and you know what that means the athletic is 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 handing out the best deal in the history of the company you heard that correctly we need some mario coin coin sounds right yes now. we do you know what i think i can make that happen in post-production <laughs> one dollar a month theathletic.com slash grits that's for new subscribers only you can gift those subs as well if you already are a existing subscriber. Great thing to do. The holiday season's around. It's Black Friday. You're thinking about, hmm, what am I going to get dad? What am I going to get my brother uh, for for Christmas this year? Get them a subscription to The Athletic. It's the gift that keeps giving. And by the way, it's going to cost you $12 for the entire year. Yeah, you don't Fuck. have to tell them you got that deal. No. Just, 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 you don't have to tell them that. No, no <laughs> you don't have to tell them that. Theathletic.com slash grit. Sign up. Uh, enjoy everything The Athletic has to offer, including some great writing by, by our friend and, and co-host today, David Ubbin. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope you enjoyed the turkey over the holiday. Hope you're enjoying uh, some leftover turkey today. Uh, enjoying it all throughout the weekend. Uh, enjoy the football. Again, David will be back with Andy Staples on Monday. And good luck this weekend. Oh,